In 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 27, Paul says, I discipline my body and make it my slave. You know, we often forget, guys, that God has called us to steward the bodies he gave us so that we'll be ready, healthy, and spiritually dangerous to fight the good fight, whether it's working at your job, serving your God, protecting your bride, or being a great dad to your kids. That's why we're so excited to partner with Mountain Tough Fitness Lab. Mountain Tough Fitness Lab is run by Christian men who are passionate about training you to be your best version and to stay dangerous and ready for God. Join me on my journey by going to mountaintough.com. That's M-T-N-T-O-U-G-H and getting your free six-week trial when you type in the code ARENA30. You won't be disappointed. Stay dangerous. Guys, do what is right, even if it hurts, especially when it isn't popular, even if you get burned. Be a full-capacity man. It's not the critic who counts, not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to the man who was actually in the arena, whose face is marked by dust and sweat and blood. From Men in the Arena, it's Equipping Men in 10. Our conviction is to call you into the arena of manhood, call you out of the faceless, nameless bleachers, and call you up to be the best version of you. Because when a man gets it, everyone wins. Enjoy today's episode. Men in the Arena Army, we We salute you. you. Hey guys, thanks for listening to this episode of the Men in the Arena podcast. This is Equipping Men in 10, and I'm your co-host of today's show, Jim Ramos, here with my producer and co-host, Dale Culver. What's going on, man? I'm doing great. I didn't ask you how you're doing. I really, I don't care how you're doing at all. What's going on, man? Give us a report on the push-up challenge. How's that going for you? I'm still, I just did 50 for today and I am on track, baby. I'm so, on the floor now. So you're doing the, the modified on your knees. So you've yep. really come a long way. I've come a long so way, So that's baby. really, I'll tell you what, I'm, can I just be honest about the push-up challenge? It's because, it's annoying to me you know i went and did a spin class last night i worked out three times this weekend the push-ups in between i actually forgot to do 50 last night i just flat out forgot so now i've got to do 300 today Ugh. it's become annoying now i say become but i i realize i've got 11 more months to go which is awesome mm-hmm. you know you need to fight through these moments where things are annoying and you know you, you know you're they're disruptive and that's the beauty of being stronger is you uh push through those things so and you only have so many makeup days, so you got to be careful uh, how many times you go. Well, I can make this up later. Yeah, see, I don't play that game. I'm ahead 500, so I've got 500 I can quote make up. I've got two days in the bank, but I'm not doing that because I just know I know how I am and what I'm capable of. Anyway, hey, uh, great to have you here today, Dale. Uh, do you have a man word for us today? Yes, I do. And I just to be honest with you, I stole it straight from your notes. So I apologize right now. For being vanilla. Yeah. But I have never used this word before. I'm like, this is great. And the word is fair. And I like to tell my kids this. Life ain't fair. When they say, that's not fair, Dad. I go, well, life isn't fair. Sorry, sucker. I'm not yeah, going to try to paint some illusion for you that everything's going to be fair you're going to get a participation trophy, all that. Not going to do it. So I'm going to be real. And, uh, hey, sucky stuff happens, and uh, I'm not going to apologize for it. Well, and that's the thing. Life is not fair, but a man should be. Right. In other words, when I, but I don't like using the word fair. In fact, today we're going to talk about 
uh, number 18 in our out of our 20. So we're getting to the end of this, guys. I hope you've really enjoyed this. This has been fun. In our series called The Full Capacity Man, we've pushed the book release date to June of 2023 because we've got a book coming out in January. We're going to release in September the, the men's ministry playbook that we've written for pastors and men's ministry leaders. So we're going to push this back. The book's written, 90,000 words written. I've got to chop it to 60,000 <laughs> words. But I want to talk to you about this because the this this chapter is called The Just Man. It was the fair man, but I removed that because I think that word, you know, having whiny kids telling us it's not fair could confuse people. This chapter is not about being fair. It's about being just. Right Now, those are almost synonymous, but here's the subtitle of this chapter, and I love this. Do what is right, even when it's not popular. And this comes from Titus chapter 1, verses 7 and 8, where Paul says, for the overseer must be just. You know, Benjamin Disraeli once said, justice is truth in action. And a book I highly recommend to you guys is by a guy named Vody Bauckham. Vody is a black man raised in South Central L.A. in the late 70s and early 80s by a single mother. He now runs a, a Bible college in Africa. He wrote a book called Fault Lines, and he said this, I believe the current concept of social justice is incompatible with biblical Christianity. And so mm-hmm. I want to talk to you a little bit today about the just man and what he stands up for and what he does not. And so I, I just want to tell you guys, you know, when I, I got to tell you a funny story. When my kids were growing up, I have uh, three sons that are about roughly two and two and a half years apart. Uh, I named my sons, nicknamed them, huh, what, and why? Because my son Colton, my youngest, had hearing problems and he had tubes in his ears when he was a young kid. And every time we'd say something to him, he'd go, what? 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 Because he couldn't hear it. My middle son, Darby, he kind of he liked to fly under the radar as the only introvert in the family. And when he would do something stupid and get caught, we'd call him out and he'd go, huh? Huh? And he thought if he said, huh, enough times we'd ignore him. Huh? Huh? And then James, uh, my oldest, is just a real dynamic uh, guy uh, who... Just as a phenomenal salesman, he's been a campaign manager, and his guy won. He is a guy who is always challenging and questioning authority, and he would always say, why, why, why? So I said, I got three kids. Huh? What and why? And so, but then it comes down to this. The answer to these questions is because I said so. As a parent, it was because I said so. That's why I'm doing what I'm doing. So when you ask me why, I'm operating under the authority that God has given me. So that that's 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 what we do what we do and and trying to be just with my kids uh can look like many things. You know, Edmund Burke said something very very powerful. He lived between he was born in 1729, died in 1797. He said evil prevails when good men do nothing. In other words, it takes a full capacity man to stand up for justices Uh, and injustice, and treat people fairly, showing no favoritism, speaking on behalf of God for the powerless against the evils of our society. So in other words, the full capacity man does what is right, even when it's not popular. I already told you about Titus chapter 1, verse 78, and the word just. When we look at that quality of the full capacity man, Paul, again, he writes, for the overseer must be just. The Greek word that Paul uses is dakaios, and it appears over 200 
times in the Bible do you think justice is important for God? Yeah. Justice is very important for God. 200 times in the New Testament alone, the 66 books of the Bible and 27 books in the New Testament, and it's mentioned 200 times. You know, in 1526, when William Tyndale translated the Bible into English, he translated this word just or dikaios into the word rightwise or right ways, which is the word we now know as righteousness. Similarly, the Old Testament for just is zedek, and it appears over 500 times in the Old Testament. I mean, this is 700 times this word is mentioned in the Bible, and it literally means in a straight way, straight of being right or acting rightly based on a divine standard of doing what is right. The word, when we think of righteousness, we have horizontal righteousness and vertical righteousness. So think of a cross, the horizontal beam of righteousness and the vertical. So horizontally, just being just is the person who gives people fair and just treatment that is due to them. It is treating all people, regardless of their age, politics, gender, race, demographics, or religion, equally, this word is important, Dale, equally, because we're going to come into another word that opposes the word equality, equally without showing partiality to one group or the other. It describes a man who is just and upright in his dealings with all people. Okay. Vertically speaking, this word is me is about giving God his due as the Lord of the universe. This man, the just man, has found his salvation through Jesus Christ, and he's given God his personal full capacity. In other words, he trusts God completely. Not only does he surrender everything to the Savior, but he makes a public stand to bear witness to what he believes and why. This is the vertical part of righteousness or of justice. To stay silent about your faith is not only cowardly, let me say that again, If you stay silent about your faith, you're not only a coward, but you do not give God what is due his name. Just as Paul said in Romans 16.1, I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it is a power of God for salvation to everyone who believes. So when we look at this word for just, when we look at dikaios, uh, being just or being fair. It reminds me of a story in the 7th century BC of King Zeleucus, the legendary king of Greece. This guy was known as being harsh but fair as a king. In one of his decrees, hey, tell me this is at Gnarly Dale. In one of his decrees, he f- forbid the use of wine unless it was prescribed for medicine. <laughs> But even a more radical law he prescribed was that all adulterers should be punished with the loss of both their eyes. Hmm. Not long after this decree, his own son was caught in adultery, but to show parental responsibility, maintained the decree that the two eyes be removed. In an incredible act of justice, now listen to this, King Zeleucus shared the penalty with his son, by ordering one of his own eyes to be thrust out along with his sons. So two eyes were taken, one from each, so both were left seen. So I understand the wisdom there. I probably would have done the same thing. No, Anna, no, like... No, just take the knife, cut the eye off. No, put put him under. This is like in the 7th century (laughs) B.C. Here, drink more whiskey. In this this way, King Zeleucus' character as a just and righteous king was magnified in the eyes of his subject. 
another uh, guy who is known as Just is James the Just, who actually is a half-brother of Jesus and an early leader in the Jerusalem church. He died a martyr around 65 AD. He was also known as James the brother of the Lord, James the Just, and James the Righteous. He wrote the book in the Bible, the book of James. He spent more time in that book on the sin of partiality than any other New Testament writer. If you look at James chapter 2, verses 1 through 10, it says this. Hey, Dale, will you read it? I'm not a great public reader, so why don't you read it? You've got the great James Earl Jones voice. My brethren, do not hold faith in our glorious Lord Jesus Christ with an attitude of personal favoritism. For if a man comes into the assembly with a gold ring and dressed in fine clothes, and there also comes in a poor man in dirty clothes, and you pay special attention to the one who is wearing the fine clothes and say, you sit here in a good place, and you say to the poor man, you stand over there or sit down by my footstool. Have you not made distinctions among yourselves and become judges with evil motives? Listen, my beloved brethren, did not God choose the poor of this world to be rich in faith and heirs of the kingdom, which he promised to those who love him? But you have dishonored the poor man. It is not the rich who oppress you and personally drag you into court. Do they not blaspheme the fair name by which you have been called? If, however, you are fulfilling the royal law according to the Scripture, you shall love your neighbors as yourself. You are doing well. But if you show partiality, you are committing sin and are convicted by the law as transgressors. For whoever keeps the whole law yet stumbles in one point, he has become guilty of all. Thanks for reading that. It's a tongue twister, huh? Oh, so, Dale, so showing favoritism to a person or people group is a diabolical, evil form of prejudice, mm -hmm. and Christians are warned over and over against it. 700 times we have Sedek and Dakaios mentioned uh, when it comes to God's justice. So to act any other way goes against what God decrees. In fact, Martin Luther King Jr. had something to say about favoritism. He said this in a speech, I have a dream that my four little children will one day live in a nation where they will not be judged by the color of the skin, but by the content of their character. Man, that's powerful. Favoritism judges based on outward position, status, appearance. But we as believers should judge according to the fruit a man or woman or child produces. Quote, this is another great, great verse of the Bible from 1 Samuel 16, verse 7. The Lord said to Samuel, do not look at his appearance or at the height of his stature because I have rejected him. For God sees not as man sees. For man looks at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. The fair, just, and righteous man deals with people the way he would have them deal with him. He lives by the golden rule. Do not bring your prejudice, biases, and predispositions to any person or situation. Instead, guys, let the actions and character of others speak for themselves. Guys, listen, do what is right even when it isn't popular. And so this is the, I'm going to share something with you right now that isn't popular, uh, but it needs to be said. At our semi-annual board weekend, we had a long discussion about this. All agreed. I gave each board member Vody Bauckham's book, uh, Fault Lines, because our board needs to be educated on uh, something that is a full frontal attack on Christianity. And I'm going to dive into this a little bit as we talk about the just men. So one of the evils of the world is what I call social justice. It's also known as critical race theory, not to be confused 
with biblical justice. Now, when I'm thinking of these social justice groups, thinking of BLM, I'm thinking of Antifa and other organizations. These are Marxist organizations that are anti-Christianity and anti-family, and they prey on the compassion of Christians for their for their movement, mostly. So whenever I hear words like white privilege, BLM, things like this, these buzzwords, I stop people midstream. I go, listen, I'm a follower of Jesus, and I don't believe with that worldview. That worldview is antithetical to Christianity, and it's a direct attack on what I believe. And let me explain. Daniel Webster penned this, justice is the great interest of man on earth. It is the ligament which holds civilized beings and civilized nations together. And I wholeheartedly agree with that. I believe that I believe, Dale, and I know you do, I believe in justice. I believe in biblical justice, the justice of God. But it is under attack by this worldview, dare I say religion? Mm-hmm. Should I say that? Called social justice critical race theory. These people have their their evangelists, they have their their uh, spiritual leaders, they uh, have they have an entire platform and honestly it's flowing out of academia. Mm-hmm. It's flowing in the universities and colleges even Christian and high schools, public schools, it's flown out of that. Now I my kids went to public school. I coached at public schools. My dad was a public school teacher. I'm not attacking public schools. I'm just saying that our believers in the public schools need to realize whether it's academia and in, in college or in high school, middle school, elementary schools, that they are walking into uh, the belly of the beast, so to speak, spiritually. Okay, John MacArthur said in a recent interview, justice doesn't need an adjective. So we don't have to put social in front of anything. Justice is justice. We're talking about the just man. We're talking about biblically just. So according, now listen to this, guys. Earlier in the podcast, I talked about equality or equal. According to the Oxford Dictionary, social justice is, quote, justice in terms of the distribution of wealth, opportunities, and privileges within a society. Did you catch that? Put simply, God's justice is about equality. Social justice is about equity. Guys, you need to hear that. God's justice is about equality. Social justice or critical race theory, which is BLM, Antifa, and these groups. And it is the redistribution of goods, privileges, and opportunities. Vody Bauckham rightly states in his book, quote, critical theory or social justice is a philosophy and worldview, but I believe the current concept of social justice is incompatible with biblical Christianity. Guys, a passage we all need to memorize is 1 Peter 3, 14 to 16. It says this, but even if you should suffer for the sake of righteousness, you are blessed and do not fear their intimidation and do not be troubled, but sanctify Christ as Lord in your hearts, always being ready to make a defense to everyone who asks you to give an account for the hope that is in you. Yet with gentleness and reverence and keep a good conscience so that the thing in which you are slandered, those who revile your good behavior in Christ will be put to shame. Guys, if we are unwilling or ill-equipped to intelligently defend what we believe about Jesus and why, then who will? Are we going to blame our pastors? Are we going to lay the blame at pastors? 
or a bunch of gutless cowards that sit anonymously in churches and refuse to know what they believe and articulate it to the world. You know, Satan and his minions, that's who will do it. They will be the ones who come alongside and redefine society. Paul reminded his young protege, Timothy, preach the word, be ready in season, out of season, reprove, rebuke, exhort with great patience and instruction, for the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but wanting to have their ears tickled, they will accumulate for themselves teachers in accordance with their own desires. Guys, listen to me. It is To be a just man means it isn't good enough anymore, and it never was, to lead your children to Jesus and refuse to disciple them and send them off to universities and colleges and elementary schools and middle schools and high schools ill-equipped to recognize the lies and to defend the truth. That is, that is a massive, massive injustice done to your children. Jesus never called any man, any father, or any church to make decisions for Christ. That is not in the Bible. He called us to make disciples. Disciples are only made by warriors. The enemy has a plan for those you love, guys. My question is this, do you? Are you biblically equipped to train your child up in the way that he should go, and even when he is old, he will not depart from it? That's Proverbs 22, verse 6, I think. Guys, listen, I recognize that what I'm saying may not be popular, but it's true, and it's right. And I will do what is right, even if I'm in the minority. Daniel 3, 16 through 18 inspires me. We have Shad- It says, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego replied to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we do not need to give you an answer concerning this matter. If it be so, our God whom we serve is able to deliver us from the furnace of blazing fire, and he will deliver us out of your hand, O king. But even if he does not, let it be known to you, O king, that we are not going to serve your gods or worship the golden image that you have set up. How will you respond when your vertical acts of justice put your face to the fire? Guys, do what is right, even if it hurts, especially when it isn't popular. Even if you get burned, be a full-capacity man. Guys, listen, 2 Timothy 3.12 gives us a beautiful promise. In that verse, Paul said, All who desire to live godly in Christ Jesus will be persecuted. What a beautiful promise. Bring it on. Dale, take us home, brother. Man, head on over to our website, menandarena.org, and pick up your free copy of Tell Them. What Great Fathers Tell Their Sons and Daughters. And while you're there, click on Join Our Program to sign up for one of our many virtual teams. Until next time, feel the wet sand on the arena floor. Hear the deafening roar of the crowd. Taste the sweetness of victory. Smell the stench of battle. Get in the game. Get dirty. Grind it out. And be a man. You've been listening to the Men in the Arena podcast. If you hunger to be your best version, then join thousands of men from around the world in our Men in the Arena forum on Facebook. This is the best place to have open discussions around the topic of biblical manhood. Make sure to explore our website at meninthearena.org, sign up for the weekly equipping blast, and take advantage of our many free resources designed to help you become your best version of a man. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Men in the Arena podcast. Remember, when a man gets it, Everyone wins.
What type of dad are you? Guys, in my 35 years of ministry, I've noticed that guys basically fall into two categories. And in those categories, there are four types of dad or four phases that you pass through as a dad. We just dropped an amazing quiz to help you discover what type of dad you are. Find out what type of father you are and get our custom resources fit to meet the needs and the questions you are asking. Head on over to menarena.org. Join 20,000 men from around the world and find out the type of dad you are.